Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to Fertile Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Post-match show after the Chelsea-Aston Villa FA Cup game. Um, one where, I don't know how you guys watched it, I don't know, what, um, but here in Ireland we were able to watch it in Premier Sports too. Um, uh, I'm going to call it Terrestrial Sports Channel, I don't know. Um, but we were able to get it here. And uh, I must say, the commentators were really loud, the crowd noise was really low, and I found it very difficult to, to get completely immersed in the game. And also, the game was pretty... It was a pretty bland game, I think, for for like both teams were. I thought both teams were off it. Um, uh, Chelsea obviously owned the ball in the first half, and Villa were in a very defensive structure, um, which reminded me of Unai Emery's when Unai Emery's first maybe ten eleven games after he came in. We were there to defend, and we defended pretty resolutely. And yes, our Emmy Martinez had saves to make, and. Yes, we passed the ball to Cole, Cole Palmer twice, and he did nothing with it. Um, but I thought the the defensive structure was quite good, and we were we looked like we were comfortable in soaking pressure again. To a point, obviously there was a couple of scrambles, but to a point we were comfortable in soaking pressure again. And and I'll talk about that in a moment because that's something that we were we haven't been really that comfortable with this season so far, um, in being compact. And I thought that 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 was a a bit of a positive. But we there was. Very little attacking intent in the first half. Um, so much so that, you know, when we come out in the second half, we were a bit of a different beast. We we, we got a foothold on the ball an awful lot more. Um, well, when I say an awful lot more, we got more of a foothold on the ball, I suppose, is a better way to put it. And we created a few chances of our own. Like, if that game was 2-2 today, I, I wouldn't have complained. 
um, with that scoreline, albeit the fact that you probably would have complained about the first half that we had. But I think on a balance of, beha- of, of play, like realistically speaking, I, I don't think Chelsea were great shakes today. They really weren't. And we weren't either. And um, specifically in the first half. But bar the two balls that we passed to them, and that one that Demi Martinez makes a brilliant save on, on, on the line, it's just a brilliant save. Like, Yuri Tielemans has a, has a header saved. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Cash has one that flashes just past the post. You know, there was... There was there was opportunities at both ends, albeit them sporadic. I think I think most of the game was played in around the middle of the park, um, and it was played, you know, to to try and nullify the middle of the park. We were trying to to work the ball past or run past their press. Didn't really work that well in the first half. And what they were doing was Connor Gallagher today. If you if you want to look at a midfield player and how a midfield player can disrupt a, de- a defensive structure within midfield, how two two central midfielders play. Conor Gallagher did that brilliantly in the first half. Um, got on the ball, all right, but you know he was the guy who was moving around. He was he was the guy who was making Bubakar Kamara have to go sideline to sideline, and he was making Douglas Luiz have to then alternatively go sideline to sideline as well. And it had a real big effect on us um, from that point of view. Um, I thought that he was he was very effective in his runs, albeit he wasn't the person who was massively dictating play. Um, obviously, in the first half, a lot of the ball was going to Maduike down that right-hand side. They wanted to attack Alex Moreno. Um, a couple of times, Moreno got the better of him, and Moreno obviously attacked at him as well. I think in hindsight, and, it, and it's a difficult one to say, but I think in hindsight, maybe play, if we could find a way to play that box midfield with, with getting Diaby further wide, more wide or, or into a wider positions, I think that would be beneficial because he looked very good one-on-one today. The very few chances he had one-on-one, but like, he just doesn't do anything like today. Anytime the ball, he got it in traffic. He tried to cut back and he was caught up. He was bottled up again. He just looks like somebody who's down on his, on his confidence at the moment, which we've seen a, 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 another player that came from Leverkusen. that was exactly the same way previously. And there's no, um, this season has been flourishing who came on for the last couple of minutes, but, um, it's just he he didn't have any power in his running today, Diaby. And the reason I'm bringing him up after talking about um, Alex Moreno and, and down that left hand side is that I'd like to have seen him move out onto that left hand side a, a bit more, um, Diaby, because I felt that we had the, like we didn't really test this assy an awful lot, um, barred a couple of times that, that Alex Moreno got in there. But I think we could have hammered him um, very much so in this game, and we didn't. Uh, they were they kind of allowed. We we allowed their two centre halves or their three centre halves, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, I said it at the start of the game that I thought that we could we could have a crack off them. We just couldn't get the ball in and around them. And when we did, it was either, there was one or two times should I say McGinn ran at the uh, he ran past two or three players and then got to Thiago Silva, took him down, got a yellow card, and then we didn't get a win. And that's his roar of Thiago Silva after that. You know, we never gave him an opportunity to get sent off and. And that was a bit frustrating, I think, for me, the fact that, you know, they nullified our attack pretty pretty easily. But the reason that they were able to do that was because they ha- they pushed back our midfield so far back. Um, and then here's the oxymoron about it as well. 
I was happy with how we defended. I was happy with how we were able to get compact and defend, as I said before, because we've been in games this season. We've been very open. We've stuck to we stuck rigidly away from home. You know, the five one against Newcastle, the three one against or the was a three nil against Liverpool. The start of the season, you know, and and it was just the fact that we didn't soak up pressure like we did today, and we were no by no means um, perfect in our defense, but. We showed a resoluteness that we hadn't shown an awful lot this season with regards to defense and soaking up pressure and so on. Um, we didn't, uh, and and as I said, I think that's that's something you and Emery will definitely take a positive from. I think he will, and and some of you guys will will say it's clutching at straws, but I think you know when when you look you when you look at the game in phases, we were able to push them out wide as much as we wanted to, and wait for them to cross the ball in, and we dealt with a lot of them as best as we could. As I say, there are three best chances for me, if I'm, unless I'm forgetting one, where um, Longley passed the ball direct across to Cole Palmer. Silly pass, just really was. Uh, Una, or Emmy Martinez uh, with the botched kick out um, directly to Cole Palmer, and he couldn't control it and came back to, to uh, Martinez again. And then that one where they get to the byline, they cross it back and it just ricochets off somebody and Martinez has to save it the on the goal line, they were their three best chances for me. And our best chances, as I say, were Tielemans missing the header at the back post and Dougie Louise putting one in the back of the net, but it was a handball. And it was a handball. And VAR got it right. And he was probably offside as well if it wasn't a handball. So, you know, for me, the game was boring. The game was a bit bland. It was a bit, um, it was two teams kind of playing with the handbrake up. Uh, and, and, and for me, that was the most disappointing aspect of it was that there was no real spark in it. Um, Aston, and you could probably understand why Villa being 12 days off and um, and Chelsea haven't played on Tuesday. And that's probably why we came back to it, back into it in the second half. So uh, there isn't really much more to say on it, which is not great for somebody who does podcasts and when you're trying to do this on, on your own. But I'm going to come to some of the comments here as well. Um, I'm going to scroll down and just going to selectively um take take a couple of comments here as well. Um oh, do, 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 do. Uh, uh Paul Miller says here, I'm not sure we what was wrong. Think we made uh, I think we struggled when the position when the positional changes are made. Zanny passing looked sharp when he came on. Yeah, but like realistically when he came on it was part it was twelve minutes left. You know, himself and uh, Diego Carlos came on. Um, Matty Cash suffering from that cramp as well. Thought Matty Cash put in a great shift today. You know, his work rate was absolutely fantastic today. He got up and he got down. He wasn't polished by any means, and but, you know, his work rate was absolutely fantastic today. And and I said about our, our two fullbacks, I thought, were, were were very decent today. We, we were able to push them wide um, as much as we needed to, which was very good and allowed us to regroup in the middle because, as I say, our midfielders were working overtime, trying to figure out where Conor Gallagher was was bringing them to and why he was there to create the space there for Cole Palmer or even worse for Sterling who was going to come in off the wing um, and you always have to be mindful of that and like Cash and Sterling had a very good battle down that side as well um, and probably Sterling edged it but you know I was ha very happy with Matty Cash's efforts today for sure um, and um, yeah as I say he's, he's, he's worked great in his efforts I think for certain were very very good Um where else are we? Yeah, David Dwyer says before the game, I'd have taken a nil all. Uh, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, yeah. I think I would have any game away from home, I think, between now and the end of the season, I think, uh, is an opportunity to take points. And if it's nil all, now that we've lost our nil all record, not having won in however many games, was it 97 games for Unai Emery or something like that? Now screw it. If we need to draw games nil all, if we need to have defensive uh, certainty, well then let's have defensive certainty in in away games, specifically against teams that are going to come and going to attack us. You know we've got a run of games coming up now. Um, you know we're going to have uh, well actually they're not going to be away from home, but like we're going to have Liverpool at home. Um, we're going to have Newcastle at home. You know like we're going to have some of those teams there, and they're going to be not lose games as opposed to much must win games. Um, so that defensive resolute, resoluteness, as I mentioned, is why I was kind of happy with today. But yeah, look, nil all is great. Is great. Um, it's it's just a pity it wasn't nil all in the fifth round and therefore it wouldn't go to a replay. But then again, I was speaking there about uh, pr- prior to the match, I said, you know, I'm glad that Villa is back and it's another game for Aston Villa and we'll, we'll see how what kind of an effect it has or if it has an effect or... Um, what the situation is, I don't even know when the replay is going to be. Uh, does if anybody knows when these replays are penciled in for, or if they've been penciled in for, let me know in the comments. I'd love to know. Um, where are we there? Uh, just gonna scroll down a small bit here. Uh, Tom Cahill, good to see you, Tom. He says Martinez was an absolute classic this evening. Martinez was absolutely brilliant this evening. Yeah, I absolutely I agree. I think he's probably man of the match. Um, not just for Villa, I think for both teams, he was man of the match. Uh, he he say as I say his save on the line was brilliant. He had one or two other good saves. The time he came out came off his uh, his line to uh, to get out quickly to to Sterling and kick the ball out of play. That was really good. Like the only blub, uh, the only blemish he had on his on, on his copybook was really that one where he just didn't get under the ball and just completely tapped it and it went to Cole Palmer, ricocheted off and came back to Demi Martinez and he was able to rectify the, the, the situation. But yeah, as David Dam says here, I think he was absolutely world-class tonight. Uh, Ronan Ward says, pow, pow, pow. Yeah, absolutely. We miss Paul Torres. He's a fantastic defender. Um, but like, I, I think, bar the passing the ball directly to Cole Palmer, I, I, um, I, and, Potentially, there was a couple of raking balls or or whatever from a from a defensive, a solely defensive point of view. I thought we were I thought we were fine tonight. I, I I did, and and that's that's being really honest. You know, like I thought we were grand. Uh, we soaked up the pressure like we needed to, and we didn't concede goals. And uh, it's been a long time since we've been able to do that. Uh, keep clean sheets, and and I think down the stretch, remember as well down the stretch last year, keeping clean sheets was huge for Unai Emery. 
And uh, I'm hoping that that's what we get back to this season as well, because, uh, you know, our uh, not losing games is going to be really important. And it's going to be like winning games, obviously winning the games you need to win, uh, but going away from home and not losing games uh, to, to potentially to teams that are better than us, as I've said before, is going to become super important to us between now and the end of the season if we are to get Champions League football. Uh, one point is obviously better than no points in a lot of situations. And today, I thought I thought a draw was was um, was the fair result. I think it, I think a draw was definitely the fair result for me. Um, where are we going to? Uh, 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 CC, this is an interesting one as well. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be happy as I thought they really brought their game to us. I think so too. I think you can see a team like they've they've won. So they've they've won five out of their last six prior to tonight. And the only game they lost was against Middlesbrough. And let's call it like I suppose what they did to Middlesbrough when they got them back to the bridge just shows that that Middlesbrough result was probably a freak result. Um, so they've not lost. So they've not lost in six out of their last seven. Now, if you include this as well, uh, they're a team that are clicking. And um, they're they're they've always been in a false position in the league. You know this is this is the year and and last year I suppose with Fat Frank over them, but. This is the year that, you know, you got to capitalize on Chelsea being poor or Manchester United being, not being able to, to to really string it together, albeit now that they look like they're getting back into a position of power again uh, from their off-field situation and, and potentially in the boardroom too. Uh, Newcastle also kind of struggling under the weight of Champions League football, European football, and, and then bringing it to, um, to the league with all the injuries that they have at the moment. This is the year to capitalize on it, you know. So from from that point of view, um, you know, for 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 me, the nil all draw today. If it was a league game, I would say you know that's a live to fight another day. We had no injuries that we know of, and uh, we got a point away at Stamford Bridge. If this was a league game with a cup game, we've got another game to play. We've got a replay back at Villa Park. Um, I'm sure the six thousand actually that went to Stamford Bridge tonight. I could hear them. I said that it was muted. Um, from the, the the stadium noise was very muted on on the the on Premier Sports too, um. But you could hear the Villa fans throughout the whole game. Throughout the whole game, you could hear them. I thought they were very, 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 very loud, and they were fantastic. Let's get them back to Villa Park. Hopefully, another one under lights. A replay. Well, it will be a replay probably under lights in in uh in Villa Park, and uh, let's see if we can do the business there and move on. But because, as I say, uh, this FA Cup could open up nicely for for a team that uh, that wants to go and and win this. And also, we're probably we're gonna have five days here now, six days here in um, in January of game being on a Friday night. The transfer window closes what on Thursday. That means that there's gonna be probably six days of hard transfer work being done between now and then. So hopefully we'll see players come into the squad uh, for Aston Villa to kick us on. Um, like ironically enough. Um, like Chelsea, like 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 our. If you were to put Morgan Rogers' performance for Middlesbrough up against Ali Watkins' performance for Aston Villa today, they were actually kind of similar in a bit of ways. Obviously, Watkins was able to get on the ball more by coming wide. Just had that now that uh, that knowledge of playing against the Premier League football team. But you know, it just goes to show how difficult Chelsea make it for a centre forward. Um, if you take the take these two games in a vacuum. The centre forwards they isolate them completely because of the press their midfield has on the on the on the other team's midfield, um, and and uh, I think that, you know Chelsea are Chelsea are growing. They're very much a growing team, and, and that was impressive tonight the way they were able to move our midfield around the place again. And I've only seen two other teams do that, and that was Newcastle and and Liverpool this season as well. Man City tried it; they weren't able to do it. 
Brighton certainly weren't able to do it um, when we played them. And, uh, you know, as I say, Chelsea were able to do it today, albeit they've got three fantastic uh, central midfielders in there, Casero, uh, Enzo Fernandez, and and the homegrown Conor Gallagher as well. Um, uh, buh, 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 where else are we? I'm going to scroll down here. Uh, so I asked about what is it with our players that have little injuries that go on and on we're actually no different to any other team I'd, I would imagine in the Premier League or to most other teams that, should I say in the Premier League we just under, we just feel it more because it's our team um, it was an interesting one I'm in a group so we're part of the Sports Social Podcast Network here uh, and there's a lot of other football podcasts on that, on that network and uh, I happened to throw it into a Slack group and I actually said to people, do you all feel the same way that a niggle turns into something like two weeks turns into five weeks or six weeks or seven weeks and there's setbacks in training? Every single podcast to a, to a man came back and said, yep, our team is exactly the same. Now, it's only anecdotal evidence, but I think obviously we feel it more because it's our team and it happens to it happened to Grealish a couple of years back. It happened to... Um, to, to it's happened to Paul Torres now, and I think I think it happens to to nearly every team. You, you just always feel it more when it's your own team. But the reason I brought that up, sorry, wasn't to, wasn't to actually say that. Was I'm trying to get somebody on a very respected um, physiotherapist and sports scientist here in Ireland uh, to try and get her on to to talk to us about that specifically hamstring injuries, um, ankle injuries, and knee injuries with regards to the rehab involved in them and potential for setback the percentages of how many players have setbacks and stuff like that um and it'd be interesting hopefully we can get that get get them on because uh i always feel kind of fraudulent and uh, more fraudulent should i say and more arrogant uh, when i talk about uh, injuries because i know feck all about them i've had them all and i know nothing about why they happen or anything like that um so i i, I definitely will defer to the professionals in that one for sure um where are we with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where are we here as well? Yeah, Dave Dwyer is saying the 6th or 7th of February for the replay. Yeah, that's what, Tuesday or Wednesday? I'll take that. I'll take that. Adamski is saying there's a heat wave happening wherever you are, Adamski. Crazy hot and humid. My snuffly nose and the fact that I'm drinking a kind of a hot, Jemison and Red here to try and get rid of my head cold uh, will tell you that it's completely the opposite where we are here in Ireland but I'd expect nothing less for, for February um, Lee Meredith says uh, he agrees that Bailey should have come on 10 minutes earlier I do too um, I would have liked to have seen Bailey a bit, uh, uh, on a bit earlier I would have liked to have seen substitutions a bit earlier I'm probably in the minority here I would have been okay with taking off Bubakar Kamara after 70 minutes Um. When we, when we start to get a football, foothold in the game, don't get me wrong, not because he's bad or not or, or anything like that. I just thought that he was beginning to look a bit... I thought he looked leggy early on in the game as well. Um, and maybe it's just rust or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I would have... Yeah, look, three substitutions, I suppose, is absolutely fine. But I suppose it's just the timing of them. But look, that's nitpicky stuff. Once again, defer to the sports scientists. They all have those bras on. 
or some sort of trackers on them somewhere. They'll be able to tell what the fatigue levels are from blood oxygen and whatever else. So uh, defer to the sports scientists on that one, albeit from a tactical level. That one, that's when I talk about legginess. But from a tactical level, um, I think like, think Bailey would have stretched them. When we started to get a foothold in the game, I think Bailey would have stretched them a bit more. But then again, um, maybe playing it a bit with Zaniola and Bailey in, in, in that away tight formation that we were playing having that on too early might have led to us uh slipping back and potentially conceding as well but it's probably uh a, a mix between being too defensive and too ca- uh being too cautious or being too attacking i'm not too sure at all but yeah i, I think look I, I i think i'm gonna probably leave it at that guys it's difficult enough to talk about the game i i found the game pretty uninteresting um it was a tactical battle between two managers and between two teams. The Chelsea got the better of, as I say, in the first half because, and we we got the grips with their runs from midfield in the second half, I think, and and we finished the better. And like I I I firmly believe, and you can call me nuts or not here, but if that game goes on for another ten minutes or another five minutes, I think Villa snatch a late winner. Um, I think something drops to somebody at the edge, edge of the area. They have a crack, they have a pot shot, and it takes a deflection and goes in. It felt like it was going that way for a finish, and it would be a smash and grab. Not a smash and grab, but you know what I mean. After the first half that we had, when we sucked up all the pressure, probably more like a rope up. I suppose more than a smash and grab. Um, so like for me, I'm not too up. I'm not too down on it. Um, we have what nine days now left before the Sheffield United game, which is on the third of February. And why do I know that? Because the third of February is um is the day or sorry not nine days we've got uh eight days uh third of February is the day that we interview Paul McGrath in, in Limerick and uh probably going to be one of the highlights of my life so I think the third of February 2024 will be a day I will never ever ever forget um so if anybody still wants tickets there are a couple very very few small number of tickets still available that I made available this morning um they're there on Yapsody, uh, and you'll be able to find the link on any of our social medias, social medias, whatever you want to call them. You'll be able to find them there. Um, all right, lads, I'm gonna leave you go. I've got to go. I'm going on to Claret and Blue directly with uh, stay here. Actually, you're going to be thrown directly into Claret and Blue um, stream. I will be back there talking to Dan Ronaldson. It's going to be a lot better. I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable talking with somebody as well. And you're going to get more out of me, I would imagine, that way because here I'm trying to look at the comments and I'm trying to gather my thoughts at the same time. So I'm uh, I'm rambling a small bit. So if you want to stay here and you want more Villa stuff, going to throw us into the Claret and Blue. Uh, podcast and we will see you over there but in the meantime everybody if you don't come stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa sports social podcast network